Hello yogis, in this podcast I'll be discussing how you can ensure that your yoga practice is working for you and not against you. I do hope you enjoy it. Practicing yoga is well known to have many benefits, physical benefits, mental benefits, emotional benefits. But we're all different at different times in life, Uh, different day-to-day situations create a different energy within the body. So you're wanting to make sure that the practice you're choosing on any given day is a practice that is going to support your health and well-being rather than become detrimental to it. So for example, practicing physical yoga postures in situations that are unhealthy, such as performing very strong poses if you have an injury or an illness, or in a way that would be pushing your physical body to excess, is not in the best interest for you or your body, and any such practice should therefore be balanced to suit your individual requirements, your physical ability at any given time so as not to cause physical injury or discomfort. Now, if you choose a teacher that is competent, that is sensitive to your needs and your requirements, then they can safely work with you to enable you to, one, not only choose postures that are right for you, but to recognise at any given time the kind of practice that your body needs. So as we move through life at different stages, the body sort of adapts in different ways and we have to adapt our practice to suit the the new vibrations around the body. Beyond the physical effects of yoga, there is the energetic aspect. So yoga is primarily a subtle practice of energy movement within the body. This leads to a change in your conscious awareness. So this is the aspect of yoga that I'm kind of really interested in exploring within this podcast. In yoga philosophy, the energy that's being influenced as you practice is known as prana. Everything in life is made of this energy. The rocks in your garden, the plate on your table, the words that you uttered a second ago, and even your wonderful physical body is too. Rocks, though, have it easy. Their energy is pretty stable because they have no fluctuation of mind or awareness that can disturb this energy field. Within the human energy field, though, your movements, your thoughts and emotions, and even the breath that you take influences your energy system and subsequently how you feel. It even affects how you perceive the world. This altered awareness is what we're trying to understand through a regular practice of yoga and meditation. You become more sensitive to the more subtle aspects of yourself. So if you're starting to blindly feed something and therefore reinforce it, it might be a negative situation a negative stress or a sense of anxiety. You might have an aspect of your physical self that is struggling, an injury or something. Or maybe you're working with um, an attitude of mind 
that isn't helpful to yourself. As you start to practice yoga and feed your energy, it is possible that you can begin to feed these negative traits. So we need to use the practice of yoga to recognize these traits and then to work with them to bring harmony to the body and mind. It is therefore important to adopt a daily yoga practice that's in accordance with what is going on at any given time in your life. So how does yoga philosophy recognize the different aspects of mind and body, energy and awareness that are in constant flux at any given time? This is described in yoga philosophy through the kosha system. The three dimensions of the brain, which we refer to as the conscious, unconscious and subconscious areas of the mind, are known in the ancient yogic texts as the gross, the subtle and the causal dimensions of the human personality. These dimensions are divided between what are referred to as the five koshas. The first kosha, anamaya, the food body, relates to the physical body and everything that is perceived physically through the senses. Once conscious awareness through this kosha is the awareness of one's physical existence. The second kosha, pranamaya, the pranic body, relates to the flow of prana within the body. One's conscious awareness through this kosha is of the body's subtler physical functions, such as the circulation. The third kosha, manomaya, or the mental body, relates to the conscious operation of the mind. Awareness within this kosha is of one's mental and emotional processes. The fourth kosha, vijnanamaya, relates to the psychic body. This is known as the astral plane, the place consciousness moves to when someone is in the dream state, when someone has an out-of-body experience, and it is perceived within this area of the awareness. The fifth kosha, anandamaya, the bliss body, is experienced when one has passed through the levels of consciousness associated with the four previous koshas and has transcended all levels of human experience, where there is no experience at all on any level of the physical existence. Here a person is free from sensations such as pleasure and pain, joy and sadness, and heat and cold. There will only be an awareness of the self, the unconscious self will be experienced with a complete dissociation of the body, mind and emotion and will therefore be experienced without any form of mental, physical or emotional recognition occurring. As an individual's practice of yoga develops and deepens, he or she may move towards and eventually achieve this altered state of awareness. This is the ultimate aim of yoga. It would usually take someone to be completely immersed in yoga practices for many years to find this state, and usually in somewhere sacred, such as the Himalayas. On occasion, it has been known for people to slip into this state randomly or at will, 
very easily in some cases. This is when someone is said to have experienced enlightenment or samadhi. So you might ask yourself, how does all that help you now? Well, throughout your day, your nervous system is fighting and filtering not only your external experiences, but also your internal ones. And it is thereby creating a body of feeling that reflects those experiences, either for the good or for the bad. So when you start to recognise the awareness of the subtle aspects of self, and also, therefore, increase the influence of them. Should there be a tentative state through either an external stimuli or via changes happening naturally within the body, so maybe caused by a lack of sleep, an illness, maybe even a natural change such as menopause or for ladies a monthly cycle, we can find that the internal landscape is so sensitive that adding more fuel to it in the form of increased awareness and energy known as prana, that situation can make you feel worse and not better. It is helpful to know how you can release energy from your body when you need to as well as to gain it. So a yoga practice is about a practice of balancing the energies within you to find a place of harmony because we're not all resting in a cave in the middle of nowhere. We have busy and demanding lives that our bodies are trying to adapt to second by second. They say that the journey towards enlightenment is notoriously difficult. You know, people think that on a spiritual path it's all going to be rosy. But because in order to reach enlightenment we need to vibrate at a higher level, it means we must root down more. And as we root down more, that's where we're going to find all the things that we try to bury, we try to forget, those mentally and emotionally exhausting and taxing things. So when that happens, naturally it hits the nervous system again. Now it sounds a little daunting, but in practice and through attention and intention to balance these energies and this awareness, it's, it's quite straightforward. And you'll find that yoga helps to balance the internal fluctuations that arise in all of us. So you might find through your practice of yoga that you become aware of your habits, your traits, your negative feelings aren't just sitting with you, you become more aware of them. That allows you time to be able to step back from them, to adjust, to reset your body. So this practice is helping you to bring a sense of harmony and balance back rather than if you're feeling stressed or feeling anxious on your mat or feeling unwell and exhausted, if you go and do a really strong practice and you're building more tension, more angst, you're igniting your nervous system even more, then that's, that's not going to actually aid you. What you're wanting to do is to find a practice that is going to give you that sense of balance, one that is going to calm an enlivened nervous system one that is going to soothe a stressed out body and a taxed mind. 
Likewise, if you're feeling a little bit depleted, you'll want a, a practice that is going to give you a little bit of energy back. You're going to want to find a, a space within you where your inner light shines. And yoga has the keys, all the tools to be able to do this. Now, one of the most simple ways of understanding how you can serve yourself better with your practice is recognizing that the art of yoga is is about becoming conscious of your more unconscious aspects and traits. So if you arrive on your mat and you ask yourself the following questions, it will already begin to bring some of them to your conscious mind. So often these things are unconscious aspects. So as you sit on your mat, allow yourself, maybe just practice this for a moment, just allow yourself to sit quietly and calmly somewhere. And just physically recognize how you're feeling. Are you aching in any, anywhere in your body? Can you feel any tension anywhere, any tightness? You know, maybe you have an old injury that sometimes plays up, sometimes doesn't. Just allow yourself to, to bring that into your conscious field of, of awareness. Maybe you're not feeling too well today. There may be a slight fever. Maybe you're feeling on top of the world. Just recognise these things. The other thing to bear in mind is have you had enough sleep? So sleep deprivation, it can make you feel wired, but at the same time, it can really, really deplete your energy, your levels of tolerance, your nervous system can spike more easily. So that's really something to bear in mind. If you're tired, uh, is it because you're physically tired? So have you been doing a lot of physical work lately? Or is it all just a, a mental tiredness, so overthinking and through stress. What are the nature of your thoughts? So are they positive thoughts? Are they the kind of thoughts that are going to lift your spirits and get you moving? Or are they ones that are going to dampen all that down? Well, that's really going to impact on your energy. What are the nature of your emotions? So the thoughts inspire an emotion and the emotion inspires thought. So if you can recognise emotions, you might feel them as a tension in a certain area of the body. You know, you might feel a tightness. It might be a sense of dread or a sense of elation, a sense of openness and freedom if they're happy emotions. All of this is going to influence your practice. So do you, do you have a plan for your practice today? And bearing in mind that plan, so maybe you thought you wanted to get on your mat and just do a really strong practice, is that going to be supportive of all the things you've just discovered or is it going to hinder? So do you need to do a more gentle practice? Now should you be participating at all in a physical practice today? So sometimes, particularly ladies on a menstrual cycle, the first Two or three days, it's sort of documented that it's not helpful perhaps to practice inversions or deep twists. 
lifting of the pelvic floor as well. So some breathing uh, techniques such as Kaplapati breath in yoga are sort of contraindicated during the times of, of the menstrual cycle. So there are aspects of the physical practice that you shouldn't be doing at certain times. So just bear that in mind. So if you are feeling upset and ungrounded, a physical practice is likely to be beneficial for that. So if you're just sitting in meditation, sometimes it's hard to free yourself from some of the physical stress and tension that you might be carrying. And we can stay a little bit too much in the head sometimes. So if we've been mentally stressed, sometimes bringing the energy into the body a little bit and grounding the energy is all that's needed. So do a physical practice first and foremost and then notice how you feel and as you come to sit in stillness you might find that your body's calmer, more open and everything feels more settled. If you get into the habit of noticing these simple and often unconscious influences before you practice, you can begin to tailor a practice on any given day that will be of benefit to you. So some ideas that you might want to bear in mind was if you're feeling unhappy, as I said, in my experience, the physical body, if as long as it's uninjured, it sort of really enjoys a flowing practice where you get the, the energy moving around the body, you move your physical body, you get rid of um, cortisol and adrenaline out of your system as you move. And if you combine that with some grounding postures such as mountain pose, a warrior sequence, that kind of thing, it can really stabilize your body and mind. If you're tired through mental exhaustion, the same kind of practice is good, but go for a little bit more slow-paced, uh, so ground yourself a little bit more with it, and then using the standing poses, sort of add some twists and some hip openers to assist you with the sense of releasing some of that mental energy that you've been storing in your body. So if you're tired through physical exhaustion, you might find that primarily a floor-based practice will serve you better. So some gentle hip openers and twists that really encourage a connection to the deepest breathing. And just follow this perhaps with some conscious breathing techniques. So coming to a sit seated position and maybe consider breathing in slowly and smoothly through your nostrils for a count of three or four seconds. And then gently exhaling through pierced lips for the same amount of time. So if you were to do this for about five minutes or so, you might find your body becoming sort of rejuvenated and your breath feeling sort of freer and it enables the body to be freed from that sort of physical exhaustion. If you are unwell in any way or you've got a fever or a cold, it's just it's important not to do a strong practice. You know, you don't want to be working muscles and the energy system that's trying to fight off a virus in some way. So I'd, in that instance, grab a bolster and a blanket and just allow yourself to rest to the earth. So you could place a bolster either under your knees or sometimes it's nice to lie your spine along a bolster as long as you're supported and there's no tension in the low back. 
And then you can allow yourself just to rest in that position, fully supported by the floor. Just allow your breath to be carried through the body and just to bring a sense of calmness and health through your system. So it is important when you're working with the breath or any kind of pose in yoga, never to struggle. You don't want to struggle with the breath in any form. So if you do find yourself with a stuffy nose or anything like that, then just use mouth breathing techniques in your yoga practice rather than trying to force breath through the, uh, the stuffy nostrils. So if you're feeling physically fine, but you're lethargic because of mental processes, maybe you're indecisive about your life or you're just feeling unmotivated, then again, a flowing practice, but with a bit of a faster pace is really helpful. So you can encourage more movement of your body and your breath, always prioritizing the ease of your breath. So you want to feel a sense of aliveness and not exhausted by the end of your yoga practice. Because in yoga you're cultivating prana every time that you move and that you breathe, every time your body and mind connects together, it is important to allow yourself time to understand this energy movement and how it actually feels in your body. So I just thought I'd offer you a bit of a practice now where you can begin to sense or feel this rather than just it being something that is noted in another form. Say we might label it as stress or fatigue or maybe exhilaration or even a sense of wellness. This is all energy movement. It's movement of, of conscious awareness in your body. So how do you get to know the energy that you are? So you might like to take a seat somewhere comfortable, if you haven't already. And this practice will just encourage you to find and to sense your energy through stillness. And I find it's a, a good way of bringing the body back to calmness if you've been stressed or worried in any way. And it takes a few minutes, I don't expect immediate results. And it may take you a few rounds of this to of practice in order to begin to understand subtly what I mean. So either sitting down or lying down gently on your back, get comfortable and just notice the points of your body that are touching the floor. As you feel that connection to the floor, just allow yourself to sink a little heavier in such a way that your limbs start to feel heavier and heavier. You might begin to notice that wherever you place your attention, that part of the body and mind, as you keep it still, you'll feel the energy resting. You'll feel the energy resting in those places as a weighted feeling. So for example, if you focus on your feet, as you rest here, your feet will begin to feel heavy possibly even a little larger than normal. Now this is the movement of your awareness, training the energy in your body to move to your feet. That energy increase allows a feeling of heaviness to arise. So as you sit with those sensations, notice the heaviness 
and allow that heaviness to begin to dissipate into the earth and as it does, your body relaxes even more. Just notice that you might begin to favour your out-breath now more than your in-breath. And as time ticks by, this whole aspect becomes stronger, becomes more rooted. Allow yourself to stay here a moment longer. If you're feeling happy to stay here and your environment is safe and just continue to rest in this place. When you do feel ready to come out you'll use a subtle awakening of your in-breath reaching to the edges of your body and you'll begin to Feel movement arising in your fingers and your toes. Slowly and in your own time, you'll roll to your right-hand side if you are lying on your back. Or you may choose to rest forwards over your legs if you are seated. Just bring yourself to a comfortable position of seated when you feel ready. Now this next technique will help you to sense the energy in your body using movement. So this will help you to enliven a sluggish system um, or to lift your mood. So for this it's best done standing. So allow yourself to come up to standing. And you'll just stand tall with your hands down by your side body, just loosely rested, with your feet planted around hip distance apart. So allow yourself just to take them a distance apart where you feel stable. There's a gentle bend in your knees and there's a slight tuck of the lower abdomen just to support your low back. Now from this position, you might find feel a bit silly, but just start to shake your body, literally shaking out your hands, shaking out your arms, your elbows, let your legs bounce up and down, wiggle your torso side to side, and just allow this movement to be very subtle, but to be arising. So the legs are vibrating very gently, the feet stay firmly planted to the floor. So allow yourself to, to do this for sort of 30 seconds to a minute and then come to stand in stillness. And what you'll feel is en the energy you've created, it will appear as kind of a gentle buzzing. I liken it to the feeling of a snow dome, you know, as if you've got the energy falling gently. So when you find this position, just allow yourself to recognise that energy movement you might then choose to utilise that energy in a part of the body that you need. So focus your attention. If you've been working with an injury in any way or maybe your emotions have been a bit low or your heart's felt a bit dull, allow yourself to focus on that particular part of your body and then as that energy starts to dissipate, it will be drawn to that part of the body 
as it does so. So you will, you will enliven that sluggish part of the body. So it's a, it's a nice little technique if if you do suffer um, from any little ailments or anything. You can use this energy just to reinforce and restabilize that part of the body. So I hope that you found those techniques interesting it's something to play with from time to time but it is important when you do practice yoga particularly if you're new to yoga just seek out the guidance of a of a teacher that you can work with initially and it's great to get into the practice of doing your your own yoga poses and your own yoga sequences but you really do need to have the guidance of a teacher to help you with that until you can sense in your own body what feels right and wrong but when you do come to do any practice do take note of the points i mentioned earlier how you're feeling your thoughts etc because it's a great way of just becoming familiar with those unconscious aspects of yourself. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. If it's raised any questions with you, then please don't hesitate to get in touch with me.